tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. You are listening to the Hiking Radio Network, where we talk the walk with shows by hikers about hikers for everybody. Welcome to the Trail Dames Podcast, where we speak with women who love to dance upon this earth. Hey everyone, this is Anna Huthmaker, your host of the Trail Dames Podcast. I wanted to take a second and say something about what we're all dealing with these days, COVID-19, the coronavirus. Many of us are stuck in our homes doing what we can to stop the spread of the virus. But if you are anything like me, the call from the trail, the woods, the outdoors, man, it is strong, strong. But as you probably know, most every outdoor organization from the really big ones like the Appalachian Trail Conservancy and the Pacific Crest Trail Association to the smallest state parks and nature preserves, they're all asking that we postpone our trips into the woods. Here in Trail Dames, we have canceled all outings in respect not only for these organizations, but for the communities that we live in. Nothing would feed my soul more than getting out on the trail right now, I can tell you. But watching all of you stay home and respect these guidelines, well, it's given me my own strength to do the same. So I really appreciate that. So what can we do in the meantime, though? As far as I'm concerned, this is a time for dreaming. Plan your future trips compile gear lists, read every book you can get your hands on about the trails, and of course, listen to podcasts. Mighty Blue on the AT, man, he's going to steep you in the Appalachian Trail and its beauty and its community. And Jester's Section Hiker podcast, she will introduce you to a world of people that are taking on these big trails one bite at a time. But you know what else you can do? And this is the fun one. Reach out. Reach out to these podcasters, reach out to their guests, reach out to the authors of the books you're reading. Everyone is accessible these days on social media. You can send these people a message and start a conversation with them. You may find yourself with a new mentor, and you may find yourself with a new hiking friend. For now, the Trail Days podcast, we're going to move forward and we're going to focus on our dreams. As for me, I am planning on seeing you all on the trail when this thing passes. Love, Hey everyone, welcome to the Trail Dames podcast. We're so glad you're here. Today we're going to share with you one of our collection of stories from the trail. So sit back and join us as one of our favorite dames shares with you her story of hiking and dancing on the trail. My name is Anna Huthmaker. My friends all call me Mudbutt. And you are listening to the Trail Dames podcast. My name is Anna, 
aka Mudbet, and this is my trail name story. So the plan today was to go and hike part of the Appalachian Trail in Georgia. So my friend Pam and I got up early. We drove up to the mountains and we met a shuttle driver at Woody Gap. The idea was to leave our car at Lake Winfield Scott and then go back to the Gap and hike five and a half miles to Girard Gap. And then we would take that side trail back down to Lake Winfield Scott. Both of us were a little nervous because she was dealing with an injury and was actually in a lot of pain. And I just, I don't know, it had been a little while since I had set boot to trail. And the Appalachian Trail, it's really important in my heart. and It's, it's a big deal. And when I haven't been on it for a while, I don't know, it makes me kind of nervous to go back to it. But we got there, the shovel pulled into the parking lot at Woody Gap. And I have to tell you, it just... It just feels like coming home every time I do it. And the parking lot was really full. It's like 35 degrees outside. It's Sunday. And through hiking season has started, even though it's still February. Now it's starting so early. And I don't see any through hikers, but I do see just tons of people. There's a group of older men, all with white hair and bright orange skull caps on. I don't know if they're getting ready to go hike or if they just got back from a hike. We never saw them again. There's some families. There's people just wandering around. Well, after taking our photo, the shuttler left and Pam took off. She said, I'm going to go ahead and go up the trail and I needed to get my pack together. So a few minutes later, up I went. And I don't know if you've been on that climb out of Woody Gap, but it's, at first it's not too bad. You know, it's uphill. All the climbs out of the gaps are uphill, but it's, it was kind of gentle and I was stepping up on rocks and stepping over roots, and the sky's really gray. Now, it is, it's freezing, and I've got like four layers on, which is not like me. I'm, I'm kind of a big girl, and I always, I'm always hot, and so I don't really usually tend to wear all that many layers, but I got all this stuff on. I still have a fleece vest on, and my hands are just frozen, but it's beautiful. Even though, like I said, the sky's really gray, and everything is just a thousand different shades of brown. But it's so pretty and it's very peaceful and the air smells really clean. So I started going uphill and I get that feeling that I get every time I hike. I get that feeling where my body's supposed to be doing this. My leg muscles start to warm up and the creaks start to go away in my joints and everything starts moving. My poles are going one in front of the other and I'm like, ah, yeah, this is what this is supposed to feel like. And so I went on for a little ways, and I look up, and coming towards me is this woman. I think she was the grandma. And this little girl, maybe a four-year-old, and she just got big, fat tears rolling down her face. And I said, good morning, ladies. And the woman looked at me, and she says, how are you? She says, one of us is very cold. And sure enough, this little four-year-old was shivering, trembling. And I said, oh, honey, I know. I said, it is cold. I said, but I have really good news for you, and it's totally true. You were almost back to the car. And the little girl didn't even look up. I can see her round cheeks covered in tears, and she doesn't even look up. And I said, but you know what? Before you leave, I said, I'm giving you a trail name. I'm calling you Shivers. Even better yet, I'm calling you Purple Shivers, because she had on this cool purple jacket. And her grandma says, oh, that's so nice. You have a trail name now. And I told her, I said, I actually have a trail name, too. Do you want me to tell you what it is? I said, because it's kind of rude. And the little girl a little bit looked up at me, and I went, 
it's mud butt. I said, I know it's rude, but it's mud butt. And that little girl's face raised up, and there was like a half of an inch of a little smile on one side. And I thought, I got her. It was so cute. You know, the word butt, it gets kids of all ages. And her mom laughed, and mom or grandma, whatever she was, she laughed, and she said, something tells me you're a teacher. And I went, well, yeah, partially. I said, but more importantly, I said, I love the trail. And I said, I know what a good trail name can do. And so they turned around, and off they went. Later, I met a whole bunch more members of their party. I guess it was a couple of big families together. And they were just, I think they had just climbed up to Preacher's Rock. A lot of kids, and they looked like they were having fun. I did not give out any more trail names that day, though. I just kept going uphill, and it got a little steeper. And after a little while, I caught up to my friend Pam. And the beauty about hiking with Pam is that it's not like our normal trail names hikes. So normal trail names hikes, we're always... All of us, we watch out for each other and we enjoy each other, but you're always altering your pace for each other. Well, when she and I hike together, we know each other really well. We trust each other on the trail. So sometimes we hike together and sometimes we split apart. And she does this really great thing for me. If we're going uphill, she lets me go so I can just find my pace and I can get kind of meditative and enjoy the climb. And she did that first thing this morning, as soon as I had caught up to her. She says, go on ahead, enjoy your uphill. And so I did that, and I took off for a little while, and it got steeper, and I, of course, got slower. And I won't lie to you, in my brain, I'm going, 100 bottles of beer on the wall, 100 bottles of beer. But that rhythm is great, and I've I've just had, i got to tell you, a really hard two weeks. There's been a lot of stress, some stress at work, some stress with friends. It's not been a fun two weeks. And I could feel the steps and the rhythm and my breathing scrubbing out all the corners of my mind and just taking all those little bits of stress and just washing them away. And I felt better and better and better. For the next few hours, every now and then I'd wait and Pam would catch up and we'd sit and we'd have a little snack or something. Then she'd go ahead for a little while, or sometimes we would hike together. Sometimes we talked, and sometimes we didn't. And we would see a few people here and there, but much less than I thought we would. We didn't see any through hikers at all, which I found kind of surprising. We were heading north, but the people we did see were lovely. But it was the peaceful, quiet times between them that I just loved. It was just wonderful. At one point, as the day went on, and because we were moving really slowly, and we were taking a lot of breaks. So as the day went on, and we got closer to the end, we were probably like a mile and a half before we got to the end. We had ended up separated, so maybe like 150 feet between us. And we're not talking or anything, of course. And we're just going up this long climb. And I thought to myself, this would be such a perfect place to see a bear. And it, like, it's quiet. There's no other hikers there to scare them away. And so I start looking around, hopefully, and unfortunately, no bear. Then a little while later, I'm hiking along, and I smell that smell just a little bit. That kind of wet dog, but not quite a dog smell. And it was really light. And I stopped. And like my ears went up, and my nose went up. And I thought, there was a bear here at some point. It might not be here now, but I know there was a bear here at some point. And this is actually a part of the trail where they've they've started requiring bear canisters if you're going to camp because there's a lot of bear activity. So I got my hopes up, but unfortunately, 
no bears, but more and more peace, more and more quiet. And it just got prettier and prettier. At some points of the trail actually was kind of like wavy and almost, dare I say it, flat. For the AT in Georgia, anyone that knows anything about it will go, huh, that's not true. But just little sections. It was quite lovely. I was pretty sure at one point that Aragorn was going to come riding out of the woods and kidnap me. And I was ready for that. But unfortunately, that also did not happen. But the fog did clear up. It was foggier earlier, but it did clear up. But the grade stayed gray. It stayed cold. But it didn't rain on us. And I was really grateful for that. Finally, at the end, I came to Gerard Gap, and I was just a few minutes in front of Pam. I had stopped along the way since I was ahead of her, and I'd drawn in the trail like a smiley face or a I heart trail dames, so that as she was walking along, she'd look down and see something to make her smile. So I got into Gerard Gap. It's a huge gap, and it's a big, it looks like a four-way crossing, basically. And there were these two young men standing there, and they're reading the signs that are talking about bear canisters and no fires. And I said, you guys look like you're trying to decide where to go. And they said, yeah, we want to go back down to the lake, and we're going to go that way. And they pointed, and I said, well, that's an abandoned road that does not go to the lake, so please don't go that way. And the guy says, really? And I said, yeah. I said, it goes a really long way. I said, it goes off my map, and I don't know where it goes, but it doesn't go to the lake. And they said, okay well, then what about this way? And I said, you can go that way, but you're on the Appalachia Trail and you'll be headed for Neil's Gap and you'll have another few miles and then you'll really be a long way from your car. Where's your car? Their car was where ours was, Lake Woodfield's gone. And I said, you want to go that way? And I pointed down the side trail. They were really nice and they took off. And I got to thinking, how can you be here and not actually know where you're going? That seems a little scary to me, but they were so cool about it. I didn't really think anything of it. When Pam finally got there, we looked at each other and we were like, oh, that five and a half miles, it actually felt really good. And now we just have a mile down to the car. I, I can't lie, Pam was in a lot of pain at this point. Her foot injuries had really been kicking up. And so on the way down, we started trying to distract ourselves from sore feet and from sore muscles. And we talked about, we went A through Z. What's a movie that starts with A and B and C? And then what's a movie star? And I told her about my favorite trail game. I do gratitude lists to the alphabet. What am I grateful today for? I'm grateful for something that starts with an A and for something that starts with a B. And I told today it was the Appalachian Trail. It was my A. And I told her she was my P. And so with that kind of like distraction and fun conversation, we finally made our way back to the car. And when I got in there, I realized that it wasn't dramatic and it wasn't particularly inspiring to anyone else. But what I had just had was just like a perfect day on the trail, just a beautiful hike. This is the reason that I'm out there. It felt good. <laughs> it smelled good and looked beautiful. Everything about it was just pretty much perfect. And I thought I would just share that with all of you. My name is Anna. My friends all call me Mudbutt. And that is one of my Trail Dame stories. So before I let you all go, um, I do have some sad news. You've been hearing for months about our upcoming summit this summer. 
Well, it will probably come as no surprise to anybody, but unfortunately, due to the COVID-19 situation, it has been canceled. The university we were going to have it at had to cancel all their summer programs. They're sad. We're totally sad. I'm most upset about the incredible speakers we had lined up and our keynote speaker, but I promise you we're going to get hard to work as soon as we can rescheduling it. And um, we will let you know as soon as we have dates for next summer's podcast. Thank you so much for listening to Trail Days podcast. And thank you for being part of our family.
Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.